0: Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is You'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. All right, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Robert, and this is One Interesting Thing About Insurance. And today, I have Daisha with me. All right. And today... I, I did tell you in advance, I want to talk about something that I thought would be a fun topic. Yes. Uh, I thought we'd talk about roommates. In a in a old, old episode, like one of the first three or four or five episodes that we did, I, I told a story about a roommate that I had. It was a girlfriend that I had invited to stay with me when she lost her job. Right. You've heard this story. The butter chick.
1: Butter. Yeah, and but- the scallops, right? Yes. Okay, great.
0: And the scallops. And... Yeah, I broke up with her like right before we were supposed to go to Hawaii. Right. And then I left her in the apartment and she trashed the place. <laughs> right. Yeah, obvi- obviously. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of roommate experience, I'll admit, because I got married like right out of high school and my wife came with me. I don't I don't consider a wife a roommate.
1: Yeah, no, that's not the same. But very so I, different.
0: Yeah, so I lived with my wife for you know six years or, or whatever, how long, however long we were together, and then, I mean, I had my two boys that lived with me for a few years, and then I got married again. Like I never, I never really had a roommate, mm-hmm. other than that one girlfriend. When you can you can understand why I didn't invite anybody else to move in with me.
1: Well, I feel like roommate is very different though than just like a live-in girlfriend. Like, typically, roommate situations are like, hey, we both don't want to live on our own. Yeah. And we don't want to be fully responsible for taking care of a place. That's typically what it is, like college students. Okay. You know?
0: Then I've, I've never had that. Right. Okay. Have you had roommates?
1: I have. I've had one. Well, technically, two. Okay. But in one place. Um, My roommate situation lasted about, like, five, six months. And so... Positive experience? um, I would say it was equally negative and positive. Like, the person I chose to move in with, she was my best friend. We did everything together. So we were like, why don't we live together? We're always together. We're always hanging out. And it seemed like the friendship just instantly started to decline afterwards. It was, like, a very, like, awkward environment Hmm. and like we're you know 23 we're out in the scene we're out you know we're going out having fun meeting people I think it was just like we were at two different stages in our life you know like I was using that opportunity because living on my own it's like you don't have extra funds to do certain things I'm like okay I have a I have help you know I'm still not at my parents house so this is awesome yeah so I was taking advantage of like trying to get on my feet and prepare for like my future, stacking my money, doing things the right way, making sure I had a good job and everything. And it's not not say she wasn't doing the same thing, but she was going out a lot, like a lot. There were lots of people. Like you know, you have to be okay with her, them having company and mm. being loud when you're ready to go to bed and have work in the morning at seven o'clock. Um,
0: and that bothered you?
1: Um, it didn't really bother me. Like, well, we just stopped hanging out. We moved in uh-huh. and we stopped hanging out. So it was like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, you're just leaving the house. You're not saying anything. And like, it just, so I was just like, okay, like, it was just really weird. The dynamics changed, you know? And then huh. we just kind of stopped talking. But we lived together, I, know, you know? And that was that.
0: Before you moved in, did you talk about, like, who was going to do chores and how you'd split up? like utilities and all of that?
1: Yeah, so rent was down the middle. Utilities were included in that. But we did have like an SRP box, like an electric box that like you just upload, like an upload, you put money into it.
0: Oh. And yeah. then
1: it runs out. There oh. were times where I would get home from work at like 5.30, six o'clock, she's gone. She goes to work at three. Doesn't get home till about one or two because she worked at a bar. I was doing like office jobs. So we were never home at the same time anyways. But I'd get home and lights would be out. They'd be off and I'd have to, you know, get off work, put some money on the box. Like it was just like the the communication wasn't the best.
0: But there's like an app for that. Like you didn't have to go anywhere.
1: Right. So I had control of the app. It was in my name. Hmm. So I was like, you know, always, okay, I'll just upload money. And at some point I'd stop talking to her about it. I was like, yeah. Like Hmm. I was just taking care of it because I was like, I'm kinda tired of coming home when with no electricity like this is crazy yeah you know
0: i've actually never experienced that yeah. i always like get a bill at the end yeah. of the month and, and my
1: dad told me "Oh, just get a bill like don't do the boxing
0: huh. okay but, yeah what about the chores the
1: chores um i found myself so she did a lot of cooking i was a convenience eater so i was like making like frozen food you know which is quick and easy you use a pan warm it up you all you have to do is clean a cooking sheet baking sheet And you're good. Yeah. Um, I found myself doing dishes more than I wanted to at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she was really good with like cleaning. Like we had our own bathrooms. Good. So that was cool. I had the master. So the kitchen was really the only area we had to constantly maintain. But it wasn't like a very big kitchen. So it's like when I saw the dishes piled up, I would just do them. Because we also had, I hate to say this. We also had a very bad bug problem.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. What kind of bugs? Roaches. Girl.
1: I know. So oh. I asked them the neighbors when I was, you know, going to do a walk in just to look at the apartment. We hadn't even signed anything yet. I'd say, hey, do you guys have any bug problems? He's like, Yeah, I know. I was like, Okay, that's good. I didn't see any, but I was just, you know, wondering as soon as we move in, I stayed in the apartment the first two nights by myself. Okay. All of a sudden, I'm just seeing things just on the wall. Like, Maya, we moved our stuff in. Maya didn't move her. Maya had her stuff there, but she wasn't there, you know, the first huh. two nights. So I was sleeping, and I would just see little critters, and I'm like, oh, my God. I called my mom. I was like, I can't live here. We're going to have to break the lease. <laughs> this isn't going to work out for me. Yeah. I don't do bugs. So, yeah, that was a problem. I, ha- I didn't want to leave dishes, so I found myself doing dishes more than I wanted to. Yeah. If I got home... And she was already at work. I'm not going to leave dishes to sit for 10 hours because who knows if she's going to do them when she gets home.
0: Yeah. And you don't like bugs. Right.
1: So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, did you, but did you guys talk about it before you moved in together? Like who was going to do what? And
1: so I paid renter's insurance.
0: Oh. I you... decided
1: to take over the renter's insurance. You're
0: bringing up insurance on I this am. podcast? Yeah. Okay.
1: So that was like, it was mandatory because we're renting mm-hmm. I don't know. They say we had to have it. Yeah. So I decided to do the renter's insurance. She did, um, what else did, what did she do? We, we both decided to take on something outside of like rent and utilities. This was her first time moving out also. So like she wasn't really prepared for like all of the the costs. My dad luckily would take me grocery shopping once a month and he'd give me groceries like like $300 worth of groceries every month, which I was grateful for. It was like one less expense. Sure. Renter's insurance to me was like, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks a month. And I just, I don't remember what she agreed to do, but we both each had like a little add on that we took care of other than the rent and stuff. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, since you brought up the renter's insurance, did your policy or, was the policy in your name it sounds like it was and did your insurance company know that you had a roommate
1: yes okay so mm-hmm. maybe
0: that's why you, you said it was like 25 30 bucks a mm-hmm. month maybe that's why because you know my renter's insurance is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 14 a month mm. right yeah and here's the thing <laughs> i guess since you brought up the renter's insurance, now I, now I want to mention this. Basically, you're living here with me. Would we agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we have not, or I have not, said anything to the landlord about it. Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, when I do, they will undoubtedly insist that you're added to the lease. hmm And... Also when they do they'll want to know that you have renters insurance or that we have rent, a renters policy that covers both of us. Okay. Because this this is what could happen. Let's say uh, I'm out on a business trip, which happens from time to time. You're here and there's a kitchen fire. Okay? You you put something on the stove and you you're in your TikTok videos and you just <laughs> hee- hee- Oh yeah. Hee- hee- like that, and and it flares up, there's a kitchen fire, and there's some damage. Okay. okay. The tenant is responsible for that damage. And that's one of the reasons why they want to know that you have renter's insurance, that their tenants have renter's insurance, you know, to pay for that liability. My renter's insurance policy will not pay for your liability. Okay. So that's why the landlord wants to know who's living here, and they want to know that every one of them has renter's insurance.
1: Otherwise, you would be paying out of pocket.
0: Um, Or like the complex would see? The landlord would come after me, probably. I I don't know exactly how that would work. Mm. The landlord-tenant laws in in that case. But I I know the insurance angle. I know my insurance company is not going to pay for damage that you obviously caused. You know, I'm not even here. So... I don't think my landlord listens to this podcast. So, you know, we got
1: yeah, a little bit of time. We're we, good there. We
0: need to go tell them eventually <laughs> here, though. And, um, yeah, then I'll call my insurance company and say, hey, you know, I need something that's going to cover both me and my roommate. <laughs> and hopefully they don't have access to, like, my past claims history. And they'll be like, uh, excuse me, I'm an all-state policy back in, 2000, 2001, you had a claim, the Butter Chick.
1: Oh, okay. It didn't get
0: paid. If you didn't listen to that episode, it didn't get paid. Well, you but, told me about it. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, you have, they might come back and be like, you have problems with roommates, buddy. I'm not sure.
1: I'm not a roommate. Okay. You're not a roommate. Thank you. You're
0: not a roommate. But we, we do have to clean up that insurance issue and the, I suppose, the lease issue. <laughs>
1: So, question because i've noticed that the renter's insurance from that apartment is still charging me what how does that work
0: well you got to cancel that policy
1: okay so that that doesn't so that's still registered for that only that only that address it's not like oh i have renter's insurance that i'm paying like i left that place in like 2021 i think
0: okay 2020
1: i don't think it was 2022. So I'm like. It's... Okay,
0: but you haven't been renting anything. Right. Yeah. You should get in touch with them okay. and tell them that that policy should be canceled.
1: And will they refund me if I show uh, that I'm not living I, there? I don't
0: know. I'm not sure what sort of evidence they might ask for.
1: Because I just thought that that's typically something that gets just terminated. Like there's however Long the leases.
0: Did you buy it through your apartment complex? Yes. Oh, uh, well, I mean, so maybe.
1: It should be. Like it should be terminated. Like they shouldn't just have. Oh, I have to call just to cancel. Like no one thinks about that when they're moving out. Some people do. Oh, I don't. Not f- not young gals.
0: Though I, I'm I'm sort of wondering like why, if you're seeing this come out of your account every month, why didn't you think to?
1: Cancel? I get the emails. Oh. But I just saw the email like two weeks ago.
0: Are they which taking let life? me know?
1: Hey, we weren't able to process your payment of so and so. So I'm like, okay.
0: Oh, so, but you, you never saw them taking the money out of your account every month? Mm-mm. Do you look at your account statements?
1: Um, well, I don't use that account. Oh, okay. I don't use that account anymore. I switched over to a different like banker. Yeah. So I like, I still have the account existing cause it's my longest account that I've had, but gotcha. I just don't put money in it.
0: Gotcha. Now, this is like one of those things I, I see advertised all the time. They're like, uh, I don't know if it's rocket money or something, but like they go back through your different account statements and they identify subscriptions that you have. And they're like, ah, did you even know that you had this? And you're like, I haven't watched that channel in a million years. And they'd, they'd catch something like that, I would think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's possible you might get a refund, but I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope hmm. because... I've been around long enough. Refunds are tough to get. (laughs) Yeah. Refunds are tough to get. Yeah. You should cancel that. And so there's, of course, I don't sell renter's insurance, but I believe that there's some policies that will cover your stuff wherever you are and wherever the stuff might be. Mm -hmm. And then there's some renter's policies that are only going to cover your stuff when it's in that unit that you told them you're living in. Right. So if, I just, I just want to clarify, if you thought that you had coverage for your stuff, you know, even though you moved out of that apartment, not necessarily. You'd have to look at that particular policy form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your liability coverage extends wherever you are. You don't have to be in the apartment to have the liability protection. You could be literally anywhere, but your stuff might only be covered in your residence. Mm-hmm
1: makes sense
0: we had uh let's see a nice christmas and we bought a christmas tree and ornaments and stuff Mm -hmm. and we're still planning to run those over to your mother's storage unit
1: yeah i texted her and she's like maybe i have room and i was like okay and then we never talked about it it's not
0: that big right
1: um i don't think so but I don't know like how much room she has available, you know, so I'll follow True. up with her today and see.
0: Well, the reason I bring that up is I know my policy, my renter's policy covers my stuff wherever it is.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: So like, and I, I made sure that I had that because, you know, I've been running up to Montana for the summers and I I routinely have a whole bunch of stuff, like a, a full Chevy Camaro's worth of stuff. And some of it's expensive, so I knew that I have coverage, even if it's up there, even if it's in a storage unit. Not our, not that our Christmas Do ornaments. Do you have are. a storage?
1: No. Oh.
0: No, but if I'm putting my stuff in your mom's storage unit, my stuff's still gonna be covered. Oh, nice. I was gonna say, not that our Christmas tree is extravagantly well, expensive. I it, it's like
1: four hundred bucks. Like that's
0: four hundred bucks worth of stuff.
1: Plus, like, not counting, like, the, the decorations.
0: I don't think it was a $400 tree.
1: I'm pretty sure it was. What?
0: That's crazy. I didn't buy no $400 I was like, is this okay?
1: You're like, if this is how much Christmas trees cost. I was like, <laughs> okay. Let's get it.
0: <laughs> okay. For real?
1: I think it was about that that price. You should have the receipt laying around somewhere. You save all your receipts.
0: Okay. Well, I must have been smitten with you right around that time. $400 sounds like a lot for a Christmas tree.
1: Well, I mean, that's just the start of our Christmas trees. Like, we're going to get more bigger as we go. Like, we'll probably keep this one for a year or two. Year or two? But then, like, eventually we'll get, like, a very, very big one, very large one. Like a 10-foot tree, yeah.
0: All right. Two... To be continued. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to <laughs> get into it on the podcast, but okay. All right, back to the roommates. I don't suppose you have any uh, horror stories we might be able to relate to insurance that maybe your girlfriends have had or your brother?
1: Um. I mean, I think I had told you like I had let a previous friend over. And I realized my diamond necklace and diamond ring and AirPods were all missing.
0: No, I don't remember you telling me this. I
1: told you this. Yes.
0: Well, sometimes you say things and... Mm, Yeah. But okay. Diamond necklace. Yeah, it was
1: a VVS diamond necklace. It was just gorgeous. I had my diamond ring and I had my AirPods. And those are probably like, you know, as a 23-year-old girl, like that's probably the most expensive stuff that I've ever had. You know? Yeah. And... I knew that something was off, though, because that was missing as well as cash for the box. Maya said that she had left a, like a 20 or $40 $20, um, in a drawer for me to put on the box. At some point, we never had time to go. So it's like, okay, I already know that's in there. So I had asked this friend to get scissors for me, and the okay. scissors were in that same drawer as the cash. And I... I said, hey, Maya, did you end up leaving cash? You had texted me, like, did you end up taking it? She's like, no, it was in there. And I know it was in there too, because like I saw it in there, but I was just like, I'm leaving it for the electricity when I go. Yeah. And the scissors were put back and it wasn't in there when I put them back. So I was like, okay, yeah. Did you see the $40? I asked my friend, did you see it? He's like, no. But I was like, yeah, something's like off here, you know? Mm. 40 bucks, the diamond necklace, diamond ring, AirPods. So I, I did actually attempt to reach out to my renter's insurance. I was searching, like, what can I do? Yeah, okay. What can I do? There you go. And I filed a claim with the renter's insurance. They called me. They were a very quick you know, response, and they were pretty on it. They asked about how much it costs, the, the stuff, the stuff costs. I was like, about 1300 for the necklace, about 1000 for the ring, and the AirPods are maybe 200 bucks and 40 in cash, and... They said, well, you know, you need to file a police report. Yeah. And I was like, I was just going through so much at the time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, you know, I have to call the non-emergency services and I have to wait for the police to show up whenever they, you know, can or feel like it. And then I also have to risk getting this person in trouble. And I'm like, you know, I. Well, if they're a thief, they should get in trouble. Right. I just think I was so ready to be done with the situation and that person in general because it was actually, yeah, it was just, it was too much, you know. <laughs> it was too much. I was trying to be over, done and over with. So I was like, never mind. And I just, you know, they'd reach out and follow up. I just never gave them a police report number or case number. But they'd follow up, hey, have you gotten that case report number yet? And so I was just like, you know what, I'll just replace the AirPods. And the ring and the diamond necklace, they were from a previous relationship. So do I really need to be like, they were mine. They were beautiful, but I'm like, I don't really care, I guess. Like, I'm just going to leave it be. And I never followed up about it. Mm. So, yeah, that's my horror story.
0: Well, that's too bad. Yeah. But yeah, they would want a police report. They'd probably also tell you that you, you can't cover the lost cash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever the total might have been for all the other stuff, um, they would have paid you for that minus your deductible.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember how much our deductible was, but.
0: One thing though, they don't cover mysterious disappearance. Like you have coverage for theft on a renter's policy, but mm-hmm. you don't have coverage for stuff you lost. Right. Basically. Mm-hmm. So usually they'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you're going to file the police report. Yeah. But um, that's kind of why they're making you take that step because yeah. there is no coverage for just stuff you Losing lost stuff. Yeah. It's possible, you know, as you in your life accumulate some, some more things and some nicer things. If you have jewelry that is particularly valuable, you might want to get a special policy for that jewelry.
1: Yeah.
0: Or sometimes you can get an endorsement on your policy that uh, covers that jewelry and you'll you'll need to get it appraised and let the insurance company know what the appraisal came in at but that separate policy Mm -hmm. that will have coverage for mysterious disappearance or they might, might they might call it lost or mislaid property
1: well the amount of people that i hear say i lost my wedding ring my my wedding ring i was you know at a restaurant I was washing my hands. I put my ring on there. When I came back, it was gone. Or girls, like with me being in a dental field, when I take those gloves off, they just toss them and go. By the time you realize you threw your ring away. Really? You know, that it's happened, yeah. Afaf lost her wedding ring that way in in, in clinic uh, last last year. And I'm just like, why aren't we, like is, there has to be some way that we can, cover our wedding rings and engagement rings oh yeah yeah because it's like if you lose it a lot of people just like oh it's it's lost
0: oh no 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 i mean i don't know if uh not everybody's wedding ring is gonna be so expensive that you'd need a special policy for it but i I guess it's a it's a personal choice uh if you had a i don't know five thousand dollar ring i would want you to have you know, a special policy for that. Yeah. We'd have an appraisal and yeah, if you lost it, there we go. We can file a claim. But yeah, it's certainly possible. I, I've i lost a wedding band before. My, my first father-in-law, his name mm-hmm. was Tim. Um, you know, me and Jessica didn't have any money, you know, at 18 years old. He gave me his first wedding band. He was divorced, but he gave me, the wedding band he used when he was a really young man. And he had fat fingers. And I didn't even have the money to resize the ring. So it's on my finger, but it was way too big. And I lost it, I think, when I was working at Pizza Hut sometime. But I don't know.
1: It ended up in someone's pizza?
0: (laughs) Or in the dishwasher. Yeah, something. But can you imagine me having to tell... My father-in-law, yeah. I lost the wedding band. That's awful. That sucked. I, 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 think I, I felt worse having to tell him than tell my wife.
1: Right. Well, yeah. That's I'd be scared of that too.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, that's a lesson learned, though. Like I've I've never lost a, a ring or probably any piece of jewelry since then.
1: Okay. Well, question: yeah. Do you think people should be wearing their wedding rings at all times? Because they recommend for us not to wear them to work. Like when we're in the field and stuff, they tell us not to.
0: You're asking me as an insurance agent or as a uh, relationship counselor?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, insurance agent. I mean, you probably have heard of people who lose rings, file claims. and Sure. You think people should risk it and wear it out or just wear it on date night or wear it when it... When it matters, I guess. I, I From think an insurance. I think
0: how expensive the thing is factors in quite a bit. Okay. You know, if you've got something that's worth a few hundred dollars, yeah, enjoy it, wear it everywhere. You know, if you got a Super Bowl ring, um, I would bust that out only on special occasions. Yeah. Yeah, and I I happened to see I was at a um, a Missoula minor league baseball game uh, with Damon. A couple of years ago, and somebody had on a Braves World Series ring. And it wasn't a player, by the way. The Braves had just won the World Series the previous uh, summer or fall. And this guy had a World Series ring on. And I just thought to myself, like, wow. I bet you that guy doesn't live here in Missoula. He, he brought his World Series ring on the plane to wear to this minor league baseball game like that that seems kind of crazy to me <laughs> it's a, it's a huge ring i mean it's it's obvious this guy was sitting in oh and that's the other thing you'd think this guy would need to have had like club seats you know front row behind the home plate or something he's in the last row <laughs> and he's got his like arm like around his wife mm-hmm. or whatever and so like everybody walking the concourse can just see this gaudy world series ring
1: mm. Well, how do you get it if you're not a player?
0: Oh like he could have been a you know executive for the team or something. Mm-hmm. He was way too old to be a player. I mean it's not like he was anywhere close. Mm-hmm. He looked 55 or something. Anyway, he chooses to wear it and I and I, I guess that's that's a choice he makes. I'd be nervous about it, but I guess if you win one of those things that's that's awesome to be able to enjoy it. All right, so I hope in all of that. We talked about one interesting thing about insurance. You learned something.
1: Yes, I did. You learned something. Yes, yes. All right.
0: That was fun. All right, everybody. Hey, uh, that's the podcast for this week. If you liked it, tell your friends. Leave us a rating. Uh, It really does help us attract more listeners to the podcast. And if you like these sorts of conversations, you like the stories, uh, this is the same kind of stuff that you get. On our insurance continuing education webinars. If you're a licensed insurance producer or adjuster, check us out at bmfce.com. All right. Daisha, till next time.
1: See ya. Bye.